glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Tonight I want to share with you uh, along the line that I mentioned this morning. We're going to talk about how to make a demand on God's provision for healing. I want you to open your Bibles, first of all, with me tonight to Mark's Gospel, the first chapter. Begin reading with verse 39. And he preached in the synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils or demons. There came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. Now, before we can talk about how to make a demand on God's provision, we need to know about God's provision. It's not enough to know that the Bible said something. We have to have it on the inside of us. This gives us a clear example. Here's a man that says, to Jesus, I know you can make me clean. I know you can heal me, but I just don't know whether you will or not. Now, there's many Christians today with that same attitude. That I know God's able. Well, you know the devil knows that, but he's not going to get anything. But this man is a prime example of how, when you have a question mark, the anointing refuses to flow. Now, how many of you know Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power? We're, we're going to read that to you in just a little bit. There is no doubt about it. In fact, I think it would be good if we just turn there. Now, turn with me to Luke's Gospel. Look with me in the third chapter, verse 21. And then when all the people were baptized, Luke 3, 21, when all the people were baptized, came to pass Jesus being baptized and praying, the heavens were opened, the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and thee am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about thirty years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph. Well, we know he wasn't the son of Joseph. He was the son of God. But now notice, Jesus is thirty years old. He has never healed a single person. He has not cast out one demon. He has never done one single miracle. Now, religion will tell you that, essentially, this is what they tell you, that Jesus healed the sick because he's the Son of God, or he healed the sick to prove he was the Son of God. Now, that sounds uh, good, all right, but it's just simply not true. And we can see it here in the Scriptures. Come over to the fourth chapter where Jesus, in verse 14, said, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the regions round about. He taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all, he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. As custom was, he entered into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up for to read. There was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Notice he deliberately took a text from Isaiah where God was speaking about him, prophesying about him. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Now, here's the real truth about why Jesus healed the sick, because God anointed him. Now, if Jesus healed the sick because he's the Son of God, why didn't he heal the sick before he's 30 years old? 
He was as much the son of God when he's 29 as he was when he's 30. But he hadn't healed one single person. The reason he didn't was because he couldn't. God hadn't yet anointed him. He was the son of God, all right. He was the divine son of God. But now notice, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord, now he's reading from Isaiah, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He closed the book, gave it again to the minister, sat down the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fast upon him. He began to say unto them, this day is a scripture fulfilled in your ears. Now you'll notice here that Jesus started his ministry. He went into his own hometown. And there he began to proclaim what God had said about him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Now, if it's true that Jesus healed the sick because he was the Son of God, then why didn't he heal the sick before he was 30? He didn't just heal the sick because he's the Son of God. He healed the sick because God anointed him. He didn't heal the sick to prove he was the Son of God. He never tried to prove he was the Son of God. The Scriptures prove that. Now, go back over to Mark's Gospel, the first chapter. Here's a man that said, I know you can, but I don't know whether you will or not. The man knows that he's able. See, your faith will always stop at the question mark. That's why it's important that we be taught and understand. Proverbs says, the principal thing is to get wisdom. With all thy getting, get understanding. Because in the understanding is where faith comes from. See, to hear a thing, it means you understand it. You can hear a sound of something and not get a word of it. You can just hear a noise outside. Yeah, I heard it, but you didn't hear it. <laughs> if you can't quote what was said, you didn't get it. So here's a man that says, I know you can, but I don't know whether you will or not. Now, we know Jesus is anointed. We just read that he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power, right? So the anointing's upon him. He deliberately moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched the man. Now, you find in the Scripture where that everyone that even touched Jesus and a whole multitude got healed. That anointing flowed out of him. But you see, it was faith making a demand on that anointing. The woman with the issue of blood slipped up behind Jesus and touched him. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. She continually said that, the Amplified says. It was her faith that drew the anointing out of Jesus. He was surely anointed. But Jesus turned around in the crowd and said, somebody touch me. He felt power or virtue go out of him. What happened? She made a demand on the anointing that was upon Jesus with her faith. Faith makes a demand on the anointing. Here's a man that knows that Jesus can. He has no doubt about that. But he does not know whether he will or not. Now, Jesus deliberately lays his hand on the man for the purpose of getting him healed. And absolutely nothing happens, just like laying his hand on a stone. Nothing happens. Now look at it again. Jesus, moved, verse 41, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him. But notice he touched him first. Nothing happened. Then he said, I will be thou clean, as soon as he had spoken. Notice, not before, but as soon as he had spoken. 
if you don't know the will of God, it's impossible to release faith. It's impossible to pray the prayer of faith or release faith if you don't know the will of God. That's where the faith comes from, from knowing and understanding the will of God. So what happened here? The man's question mark stopped his faith, did not draw from the anointing of Jesus. And you mean to tell me that the power and anointing that was upon Jesus could not overcome the man's question mark? It didn't. But it only took words to remove it when he found out the will. See, if you'll read the will. If your rich uncle died and left a will, you, you couldn't wait to read it. One of the greatest truths in this Bible is right here before we get to page one, the New Testament, the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means. All the promises of God are yes and amen. But now, in this passage here, you see, as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. That tells me that if Jesus walked in here tonight, and you knew it was Jesus, you see the scars in his hand, and he walked over and laid hands on everybody, if you didn't believe it was the will of God for you to be healed for some strange reason, there would be no power flow. Nothing would happen. But you see, faith makes a demand on the anointing of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the title deed. You have a title to your car. Whether that car is in your possession or not, it's still yours. If somebody steals that car, it's still yours. You have the title deed. Whether or not you have the manifestation of the healing or not, if faith is there, you have the title deed. Now, go with me to Isaiah. Let's talk about the provision. If we are going to make a demand on the provision, first we need to understand what the provision is. Isaiah chapter 53, begin with verse 4. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now notice this verse, surely he hath borne, surely, not possibly, surely he hath borne, that means to lift up, carry away our griefs. The Hebrew word translated grief here means disease or sickness. He bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. The Hebrew word there is pain. I mean, our word for the Hebrew word there is literally pain. He bore our sickness and he bore our pain. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. God bless you. We do appreciate the fact that you've joined us for the broadcast today. And I trust you've been blessed as we've taught on making a demand on God's provision for healing. Now, all of this week we have CD offer number 7124. Single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $11. Now, it's the CD that you've heard right here on the broadcast. It was done in a live seminar. Do you realize that you have to make a demand on what God has provided for you? You know, you have a 
bank account downtown. Have you noticed that you don't get any money unless you make a demand on it? But you know, there's so many people that think that if it's God's will for them to be healed, they'll just be healed. And they just kind of drift along and say, well, if it be the Lord's will. Well, if you were to say that about your bank account, if it was the Lord's will, they'd send me some money. Then you would suffer poverty and you'd probably starve because you could starve and have thousands of dollars in the bank and not have any groceries. You have to make a demand on it. It's the same way with the healing promises in the Word of God. You have to make a demand on Him. You know, you could have faith and not be healed. That's very evident from the Scriptures. In the 14th chapter of Acts, verse 8, it says, There sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, perceiving that he had faith to be healed. But he wasn't healed. He's still a cripple. And Paul said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. The point I wanted to make is the fact that the man had faith to be healed. The Scripture says that he did. Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. But he had not acted on that faith, and he was not healed. So when Paul just hollered with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet, he jumped up before he knew he couldn't do it. I mean, his carnal mind didn't have time to shut it down. You need this single CD for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.